we're going to begin. Uh, this is the third, the second story in the uh, series from the Crane Lorry, uh, taken from It's a Rum Life, Book Four, Volume One, Northcote, nineteen eighty-four to nineteen ninety-four. Um, the date of the story is 1984, and this was the printing press. As time went by, I became more and more used to just what the crane was actually capable of. Rundles were not used to not actually being able to do anything, anything at all. No job was reasonably refused. In the home yard... I'd found out that the lorry could be tipped over by the crane even with its outrigger legs fully extended. These legs extended on the side of the lift to counteract the effort of the crane at full extent. The crane was so powerful it could at full stretch manage to tip the lorry to 45 degrees if the load on the crane was sufficient. On this memorable day I had travelled to St Neots in Cambridgeshire to collect a printing press for delivery to Sleaford on my way back. The press was heavy and had been rolled out of its factory location by two forklift trucks. It was about 10 feet wide and 15 feet long, a mass of rollers and wheels encased in heavy steel. I estimated it would weigh four tonnes and affixed two of my strongest lifting straps. The lorry crane was rated, that is, manufacturer's maximum lifting design and capacity, at five tonnes. I manoeuvred, manoeuvred the lorry right alongside the crane so the jib would be bent double for the lift, using its maximum capacity. Problem one was that we that is, me, the lorry and the machine, were still under a low roof of some 12-foot clearance. This meant that the crane jib could not be actually doubled over like one's elbow to give me maximum capacity of lift. If I left the jib bent as I lifted, it would go up and penetrate the roof above. I had to compromise. I gave it a try and revving up the lorry engine to make the hydraulic pump work harder, I began to lift. I managed to get the thing well off the ground and rising when there was a large, sharp bang. One of the lifting straps snapped in two pieces. The machine immediately sagged dangerously, and I quickly lowered it back to the ground. That's one benefit with the hydraulic crane. It reacts quickly, and response to controls is rapid. A good job in this case, as the machine could have been badly damaged if dropped from a height. I now knew the thing weighed more than four tonnes. My second attempt had drawn quite a crowd. Everyone in the works seemed to be taking their morning break at the same time, and early, to watch my antics that promised to be most entertaining. I added a third strap. These thick, man-made fibre lifting straps are officially tested and guaranteed to lift the required weight. The required weight they stipulate. So with three, I was covered for six tonnes. All was ready, 
and after careful double and three times checking everything was ready, the lift began. I had the lorry so close there was no more than an inch between it and the machine. I had the jib cranked double at its maximum lift capacity and revved the engine to maximum speed. The pump beneath the gearbox was rattling away and with an extra roar from the lorry engine the machine rose steadily and slowly until it was virtually level with the lorry body. All I had to do then was swing it aboard. On reflection, perhaps I took it just too slowly. Perhaps I should have just gone for it and lifted the thing rapidly and plonked it down on the lorry. The straps were fine this time, but the machine never made it. Perhaps on reflection it was that swing request that did it, that little extra bit of effort I demanded that was the straw on the camel's back. Quite suddenly, just as I was about to swing the machine, there was an enormous bang and the printing machine gently subsided back onto the ground. My immediate reaction was a feeling of relief that it had not been half on and half off the lorry, as it would have tipped over and certainly broken as it hit the floor. I had lost all power. The crane, crane, the crane controls would not respond any more and a large pool of sticky, smelly hydraulic fluid was pouring towards my feet from beneath the lorry. No, it was not just a hydraulic pipe. The whole hydraulic pump had burst its casting, and, large, and the large bang, like a grenade, had been the explosion that had spread small pieces of pump casing, valves, springs, and goodness knows what else, over a wide area beneath the lorry. I had to give up at this stage and admit defeat. I telephoned my yard from the factory office and explained what had happened. My first thoughts were, did the Rundle family know what my new nickname was? They were not to be defeated. I was instructed to wait for a mobile crane. It took me half an hour to persuade the forklift drivers to manoeuvre the machine out into the open where the large mobile with its long lifting jib could get at the problem. At the same time, I had to use the folks, <laughs> the forklifts, to put my crane jib back on the lorry. I then spent the remaining time sweeping up all the countless small bits and pieces into a dustbin, into my dustpan, and saving them for the hydraulic pump repair, a job I just knew would be down to me. A large four-wheel mobile crane arrived within a couple of hours and I explained the situation to the driver. He began his preparations. Here I need to explain that proper mobile cranes with jibs and wire lifting cables and hooks and everything else have to undergo annual scrutiny and be tested to obtain their lifting licence. Then they were insured to lift a certain amount. This mobile was rated at 10 tonnes. They also have a weight sensor, and if exceeding their limit, at a certain angle of lift, a bell rings to warn the driver he is exceeding his lift capacity. The bell began to ring, and the machine was barely off the ground. The driver proclaimed 
that my machine weighed 10 tonnes and he could only lift it with the jib straight up. I had to be ready to drive beneath the machine as he lifted it uh, just sufficient to get under the lorry, under with the lorry. I'd been on site for four hours, but it was on and I left for Sleaford after reporting in once again and asking for a mobile at the other end that could lift more than 10 tonnes. This staggered the bosses at home, but at least took some pressure off me for destroying their crane. Within minutes of my arrival at Sleaford, the second larger crane arrived and had no problem relieving me of my load. Once again I was late home, and the next morning had to relate the whole sorry story to the entire staff at their morning break. Obviously they believed their nickname for me was now most apt. They could not wait to see what was to happen on my next expedition. There we are. I hope you've enjoyed this story. Brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. You'll find more stories to read on keithsandersisthestoryman.wordpress.com There are lots more audio stories to listen to on this Buzzsprout site. And there are lots of videos, including horse and animal videos, on Keith Sanders, the short story man, on YouTube. There is a shop. This is the important bit. Um, All our stories that you listen and read are compiled in book form. Different books in different uh, uh, ways you can download them off the internet. They're not expensive. Do have a look at richardkeithsanders.sells.com Thank you for listening.